This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is March 4th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite, NXT on USA. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Matt Morgan in the middle tonight. Justin Labar on the end. It's like Hollywood Squares. I know. Except rectangles. Just need nine more. We can be like, or uh, six more. We can be like the Brady Bunch. Um, Matt, coming off of AEW Revolution, how'd you feel about Dynamite tonight? Again, I loved it. I, I love, obviously, everybody's feeling the Jake the Snake Roberts promo class 101. Um, holy mackerel. Um, let, if that's not the definition of less is more in a promo, nothing will ever get that uh, point established ever, 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 ever. Um, but you can't let one segment judge an entire show. Um, it was a good show. I'd give both shows, honestly, they both were really hot tonight. I give them both uh, eight out of tens, quite honestly. Both. Wow, Justin, what'd you think? Entertaining. I mean, AEW was pretty entertaining, start to finish. Uh, you know, NXT had some bright spots, but I have to finally admit it. I hate to admit it because I hate to put Raj over. But I shut my eyes tonight and I flicked back and forth. NXT needs to get bigger. They they have to get into a bigger. What used to be charming about them, the studio wrestling with a million dollar production was fine when they were unopposed. But now they have head-to-head. I really do think they need that energy to come from. They need to multiply that crowd by five. If, I, I think so. But still a good show. AEW better for me, though. I thought it was it dipped in the middle. I think NXT started uh, and finished very strong. But the middle really hurt them tonight. Yeah, they bookended it very well. But, yeah, the meat, the meat on the bone, so to speak, was lacking. Yeah, uh, so let's let's talk about AEW Dynamite first and get into it. Opening with a Moxley promo tonight. Now that he is the AEW World Champion, uh, came out, cut a total babyface promo, uh, putting the crowd over, and interrupted yeah. by Chris Jericho, who came out to confront him and uh, kind of setting up. I think I I gotta admit, I think we all thought we knew what the ending of tonight's show was going to be when Jericho said if Moxley walked out of there tonight, Jericho would take a leave of absence for 60 days now 
everyone assumes Fozzie has a tour coming up, so Jericho is going to do that anyhow. So I thought uh, it's kind of a, a nice uh, swerve at the end of it, not ending how we thought it would. But what did you think of uh, this promo face-off between them tonight, Matt? Well done. I, and Moxley's babyface promo, as it were, to steal your phrase, um, his is very different than other baby my babyface promos or any other wrestler's babyface promos. Sands, I'd say Cody Rhodes right now. Um, and what I mean by that is his his stuff is not cheesy. It ain't corny. Yeah, it comes from the heart. Like if I went out there and I delivered that promo, it would be super geeky and cheesy, in my opinion. Um, whereas his, he, you could tell he believed every word he said. You know, he get you could tell he gives himself goosebumps while he's cutting his own promo because he believes in it that much. He really does believe these fans are what gave him his love back to wrestling again. And um, to feel them in these arenas has got to be exhilarating. It has to be for him. Uh, Justin Lopez with the Super Chat, I want to tease this. He's saying, I love both shows. Thought NXT had some of the best finishes for cage matches I've ever seen. So there are a lot of bright spots we're going to talk about in NXT. Uh, with AEW, though, Matt, to, to your point, I have my theory on this. I want to hear what you have to say. Easier to cut a babyface promo convincing with sincerity or to go out there and cut a heel promo and totally oh. fake it. Are you asking me which one's easier? Yeah. The heel promo. Super yeah. simple. Super easy. It's easier in today's society to be hated than be liked. Yeah. Much easier. And so, Justin, what did you think? I mean, Moxley, this was a guy that, like, shit all over WWE and everything they had him do. And Dean Ambrose was, like, uh, not a pure baby face, but sort of an anti-hero face of the company. Tonight, I mean, how do you think it compared tonight, the genuine nature of it, let's say, versus when he was a champion on SmackDown a few years ago? Well, super genuine. I mean, to echo what Matt said, I mean, you know, you kind of, you know, you actually believe that he, you know, you believe that he believes in what he's saying. And I think there's some extension to it. You know, Matt's right. It's always easier to be a heel. It always is easier to get hated. But I will say in AEW, I think there is somewhat of a luxury of there are some easy trigger words and trigger things you can do to get a babyface pop. So it, it may be easier to cut an actual babyface pop promo there than it would be you know in WWE or other places but uh but yeah I mean I thought this was a good back and forth and, and Glenn as you said you kind of figure okay Jericho always oh, he's, uh, he's obviously going to go away for Ozzy I still think he does I wouldn't be shocked if he gets cocky and the next week or two ups the ante of Moxley if you don't walk if you walk out of here tonight I'll be away for 90 days because he does have a tour coming up I just saw the dates he's coming here to Pittsburgh in May so he is going to have to have some time off so I think this yeah. is a nice little red herring swerve but maybe they escalated to 90 days or, or something like that. I think it was good. I think it was a very nice bookend. Good start to the show. I have to say both shows had an A plus start tonight. It was very tough to decide. I was just constantly darting back and forth my attention between the two, between that cage match. Uh, probably hottest start uh, that I could for think NXT. of. Yeah. For, for NXT, this is for NXT though, specifically, this was a very, for them is one of the hottest starts I've seen from them in a while. And, and they the, got and NXT got into it quick. They didn't waste time. Yeah, yes. best yes. counter programming. Also, I mean, putting the women front and center. But we'll talk yes. about that. Uh, yes. SCU, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, and Colt Cabana versus the Dark Order, Evil Uno, Grayson, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. So, this match tonight had SCU and Colt Cabana get their win. Um, I mean, the real news was that promo after, right? Uh, Uno yelling about how the exalted one's going to be furious, and when he arrives, head will roll, heads will roll. So, 
I mean, Matt, I think, did you have any thoughts on this match in particular? Or should we just talk about this exalted one mystery? Yeah, no exalted one mystery. Um, how much longer can they drag this out before it becomes like Rowan's cage and any answer will, will be just, um, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know if I care about it enough to where I'm waiting on it with bated breath where I am with a lot of other, let's say WWE storylines where I'm getting annoyed with it. And I'm like, you know what? F it. I don't even care what's in Eric's cage anymore. Um, do you know what I'm saying? With this one, this is not to me, maybe I'm wrong. Fans may view this differently. I don't view this as an A plus storyline, a main event storyline angle. Not that Eric Eric Rowan's cage is either, but yeah. I don't know. I just I just don't care. And and so for me, if it's something like Matt Hardy with not Matt Hardy, but if it's somebody like like say it was Jake Roberts or Matt Hardy or somebody with a big name, then cool, great. Then they get they get moved up from where sure. I have them mentally place them as a fan, which is in the basement. I don't care about evil Uno and their that gimmick. I just don't. Uh, Matt, are you a big mystery guy? Are you just sort of like, ah, skip to the ending? I want to know who did it. I don't, don't no, drag it out. A good, a good mystery. I am. Okay. Yes. Like I'm a huge James Patterson mark. In fact, I'm a huge Stuart Woods mark. In fact. Wow. Um, but nonetheless, this ain't any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Justin, do you feel that's where they're almost painting themselves in a corner? when they fuel the speculation about being Matt Hardy. I mean, I think yeah. anything short of him or uh, uh, Luke Harper would be almost a disappointment at this point. Well, that's the interesting, that's, that's the interesting dynamic here is that if Matt Hardy was not, if it was not publicly known as well as it is that he has just le- I mean, left WWE, that he's a free agent. If his contract situation was not known and if, and you know, and if, 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 yeah, if Luke Harper wasn't released almost 90 days ago, the way AEW has booked and done this Dark Order Exalted Leader one is shit. It's only interesting because you know the potentials of who they could plug in. Now, that said, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead because we'll get to the Jake Roberts thing. I don't think Matt Hardy fits as the Dark Order Exalted one because Matt Hardy's going to come in and be a red-hot super babyface. And they're not trying to babyface this group up. So he's not going to be. I can see. I can see Matt Hardy being the babyface, maybe against Dark Order. Maybe Broken Matt right. is dark enough to go up against the Dark Order. Right, right. And then, and then you think, okay, maybe Brody Lee is the Dark Order one. But then after now, Jake Roberts has a client, and Jake Roberts ain't the exalted one. I kind of think Brody Lee's with Jake Roberts. So I don't. <laughs> there's all kinds of whodunits here. I mean, this Dark Order thing at the moment could fall flat if they if they present the leader to be anybody who's not some new surprise former WWE name. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was the first person to say I was wrong about the dark order over the summer. When they started doing those video promos, it was red hot. I just feel like now what's it been? It's been at least a month. This exalted one talk. Um, It's just put up or shut up because uh, I think uh, I just, uh, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't think the fans do either. I mean, and you could hear the response in the crowd. We were getting tweets from people that said they were there saying they were disappointed. They thought tonight, the exalted one was going to make their appearance. Um, so you know, you know, what I feel like can yeah. I really work, you know, and, yeah, and funny enough with Jake Roberts, what I feel like this exalted one might end up being. You remember back when, um, when the when the Ministry of Darkness was 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 attacked was was there in a storyline with Stone Cold, and there was a higher power that Undertaker kept talking about a higher power, a higher yeah. power, and commentary yeah. and WWE commentary even said. 
people are speculating like crazy. It could even be somebody like a Jake Roberts. They were throwing all these names out, and then the hooded figure reveals, and it's it's me, Austin. And it was Vince. You know, it, 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 I kind of feel like we might be hitting down that where we were expecting some crazy name to reappear, and at the end it of could it, it be was... Vince. Vince McMahon. <laughs> no. Would... But... Oh my God! Could you imagine? Right. Yeah. Um, but but you know that's what I kind of feel like we're heading down that where it's like they're going to reveal, and it's going to be. I, I don't know, like somebody that's already in house there. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, from that, Big Swole versus Leva Bates. Good exhibition match for uh, Big Swole. Britt Baker on commentary tonight. Mm. I mean, just not a lot this you can a, do. This whole segment for me was a miss. Yeah. So, what didn't you like about it, Matt? I like Brett Baker's opportunity on the headset there. I like that. Um, but the match itself, I'm friends with Leva Bates personally. I just and I want her to get good opportunities, but I, I just don't their characters I, I'm not emotionally invested in enough to give a shit who won or lost. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean and I when you have know. a match out there, shouldn't we kind of care a little bit about who wins and loses? I feel like this was to put Big Swole over further, which is unfortunate because Definitely. like you said, Matt, Leva, Leva Bates, by the way, also just one of the nicest people in the entire wrestling business. Ever. For real. Talented, so hard nice. worker, great work ethic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel bad that she's in this position. It seems like almost permanently now. Um, Britt on commentary was good. But yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where they're going with all this. Uh, we had Cody come out. Huge welcome from the crowd. So, uh, he called out MJF, talked about losing to him over the weekend, and uh, said that he wanted MJF to come out to the ring and tell Cody he beat him fair and square. But instead, we got Jake the Snake Roberts, who came out and said he was sorry to spoil the party. He doesn't want to hear Cody crying, bitch. Cody got his ass kicked. But he's not here to praise Cody, but to slay Cody. And uh, yeah, he said he had a client. The dark side will be coming to AEW. Uh, Roberts has gotten clean. He's worked hard for it. And a lot, a lot of dark in the AEW. I know world. <laughs> this is, I mean, they killed nightmare collective. Like, I mean, we got to consolidate the darkness, right? <laughs> like have them all be part of one. Why can't the butcher, the blade and the bunny be part of the dark order? Um, but, uh, yeah, Robert said it'll be outside the ring when his client shows up, says to bring Arn Anderson. So yes, he has a client. Uh, as you were saying, it could be Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper. Um, is there any other name you think it could be, Matt, that would be uh, a good pairing with Jake? Do we know for sure there's no way it could be Vance Archer, Lance Archer? Uh, some people are speculating that. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how quickly they pay this one and, off. And then, by the way, you know, I mean, jokes aside with darkness, uh, I, I thought this was a, an incredible promo. I mean, I tweeted, it's, tw I mean, I, and I'm full disclosure, I'm a huge Jake the Snake. That's probably my favorite promo of all time, right next to Stone Cold. It's probably Jake and Stone Cold. And wow. like, it's 2020, and I'm looking at Jake the Snake Roberts in a wrestling ring on national TV, not just for a one off, apparently, but apparently he's here to stay and do the Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard thing where he's a corner man and cutting one of the best promos I've heard in recent times. And can I say something? They up he updated his look. He did not look like some old out of shape old man. Um with his his haircut, that was freaking crazy looking. Yeah. He looked he looked like a crazy man. Yeah. 
Like he looked, you know what I mean? A modern day Jake Roberts, really. Um, I loved it. This promo, I hope every wrestler gets a chance to watch it. Um, and watch just his delivery, his body language, his whisper voice, um, how he never gets loud, um, how he makes you sit at the edge of your seat, edge of your seat to suck you into your TV a little bit closer, to inch a little bit closer to the volume so you can hear what he's saying because you're so damn interested because he sets it up that way perfectly. He is the best. Everyone usually generally says in the business, he's considered one of the best promos of all time, if not the. And if everybody they, says that. And if AEW. And if AEW has Jake around, I mean, that's a great asset from a creative standpoint. Oh, there, get... there better be a line of the, of the boys and the girls yeah. waiting to just pick his brain. Yes. and, and here, every show. And here's a plug. Obviously, we, the three of us and Raj and, and Nick, we're all going to be at Ricks on the River in Tampa April Friday, April 3rd from 3 to 5. Come join us. And uh, anybody who wants to long form talk to me over, over a basket of fries or over a beer – I will tell you one of the be- the re- I got to interview Jake Roberts one time and work with him on a couple shows. He gave me what he thought was one of his best promos ever he did that most people have never seen. I will not reenact it because I can't, but I'll give you the transcript of what it is. It is, it is brilliant. It's too long for this, but I hope to see everybody in Tampa. I'll definitely tell you my Jake Roberts story of what he thinks is one put of his best promos. Put it on your promos. phone. Can't you put it up, lo- upload it on your phone? No, no, you can't see it. That's the thing. It's not something you can find. Uh, it's, no, one that, it's one of the ones, uh, I'll tell you this. It was when in WWF in the 80s, they would do those market-specific promos. So say, Jake, yeah, we're going to Buffalo. Yep, 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 do the yep, Buffalo yep, promo. Yep. And he yep. reenacted it for me on this interview, and I was just floored. I'll tell everybody about it. Come see me in Tampa. Okay. There you have it. If that's not a reason to go out. Cheap plug. Hey, cue the uh, uh, Tony Schiavone. That, yeah, that'll put butts in seats. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Facebook.com slash Wrestling Inc. to RSVP for Rick's on the River. Uh, Going to be like 200 people there. Kind of nuts. And then Matt and I will arm wrestle. That'll put butts in the seats. There we go. I'm. Did, what, did you hear my commentary about arm wrestling the other night, Justin? No, what'd you say? Oh, I was just uh, talking about... <laughs> oh, Matt doesn't want to hear it. Never mind. Yeah, it's fine. No, I, I'm just one of three. Continue. Tell him. No, it's, it's, it's people were tweeting at us about it, Matt, about the argument that over the top I think is better than at least one of the Rocky movies. Okay, so I'm not happy that I'm being lumped in the conversation that I said Rocky Five. I never said Rocky Five. I said Rocky. I didn't in say it was general. better than Rocky. I'm saying it's better than Rocky Five. And I said Rocky Four. That was my favorite, is what I said. Somehow I got lumped in with Raj's bullshit Rocky Five. Your own Rocky Five. You're the one who baby faced Rocky Five, Glenn. I, I wasn't. Did. No, I said Rocky Five was terrible. I did see uh, the gra- I did see the graphic of uh, Raj back versus the Jew print with me as a special guest referee. I like that. I didn't see it. You didn't see it, Glenn. Oh, pull, pull it up. Really? Put it on the screen. Okay, Glenn, yeah, put it on the I'll screen. Find this. Okay, hold on. Uh, I got emailed to me. Uh, Justin, you big Rocky fan? Uh, I've never seen one of them. Wait, wait. Yeah. And don't you live in the great state of Pennsylvania? I live in Pittsburgh. Didn't grow oh, up here. Yeah, okay, different okay. Philadelphia. I've never know, seen a rock. Still, movie. you would think like. I know. I should have. People are always surprised. They're like, you're into pro wrestling and MMA. How have you never seen. You know, I, I like Hello? boxing. I've never seen a Rocky movie. Sorry. Okay. Hold my on. Wife, you hear me? My yeah. wife. Yeah. Here my we wife's go. trying to catch me up on Star Wars, too. Wait. Hello, hello. Yeah, we get we got you, Matt. You hear us? There it is. Oh, and we lost Matt. And we lost Matt. Star Wars. 
I, I've just started. I've, she has me watching the newer ones that are the prequels, and then I'm gonna. I'm next up. I have to do uh, the, the the original ones in the '70s. That's where I'm at next. I Wait, just, so you're watching them in chronological order? Yes, she's having me to order the story. So I just saw the prequel that leads into what is it? Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so there's a couple different theories about how you should watch the Star Wars films. Well, I've already started. I'm not giving off this track. Yeah, I know. So uh, Matt, there there's, you go, Matt. There's the artwork from Colin Detroit. Raj back versus the Jew print. Me with my red, my friend Dursler. Uh, uh, very good artist. Um, all right. Is there any way to get it where Raj is being piggybacked <laughs> by Raj? <laughs> Come on. And they're yeah. both holding daiquiris. <laughs> so at, at Colin Detroit, it's been thrown down. The gauntlet. Please, I'm begging at you. I want to I'm begging, please, for my own. Matt, Matt will, you, will you hang that in your home office if he brings the artwork to Rick's on the River in Tampa? A trillion percent. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm the center square now. This is great. Back to normal. Yeah. Ah, very cool. Um, so back to the show tonight. Pack versus Chuck, Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy and Trent. Surprisingly long match tonight. Uh, Pack yeah. winning this by submission. Yeah, I don't know if it went long because of all the shenanigans that had to take place. With you know, it wasn't just a one on one match per se, right? They had other characters like Orange Cassidy involved in this storyline. Is that why we think it maybe went long? Because other than that, he should have gutted Chuck Taylor in minutes. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, it really set up what was happening after, right? With the Lucha Bros coming out to help pack. And uh, they're known as Death Triangle, and nobody is safe. So now we they have... Say uh, it, this, the, 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 the Espanol way is way better when they say it. Have you heard the way they say it, Lucha no. Brothers? No. Can you say it, uh, Justin? Have you heard them how they have they they've pronounced it already? I, I can't say. I can't repeat it back now. It's really good. It sounds badass. It sounds much <laughs> better than Death Triangle sounds. Yeah. Death Triangle Inner Circle. I look forward to uh, maybe we can get a Rhombus named maybe faction. We could... <laughs> maybe we... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any other shapes aside from a square and a rectangle. So rhombus, that's a shape, right? Hexagon. Octagon. Octagon, yeah. There you have it. Just all <laughs> the shape factions. Uh, so after that, we had Jake Hager with Santana and Ortiz versus <coughs> QT Marshall with Brandy and Dustin Rhodes at ringside. And this had a little back and forth, but this was really about Jake Hager getting that same submission, that same standing triangle to end the match. He so held it. Yeah, he held it after the, the match. Dustin ran in to broke it up. Santana and Ortiz came in and attacked Dustin. Cody ran out, cleared out Santana and Ortiz. Cody swung on Hager. Ortiz smacked Cody with a chair. Matt Jackson came out. Uh, Matt swung on Hager. I mean, this was just back and forth and back and forth. Um, but yeah, so this is going to set up, what they say? It's going to be uh, Cody versus uh, Ortiz next week. So... Clearly, I don't know, man. This thing with the the inner circle and uh, Cody and Nightmare Family. I mean, they're finding an interesting way to 
continue this and break it off a little bit, moving it to here from uh, while while keeping the Moxley thing going on. So uh, this was cool. Are are either yeah. of you are either of you surprised that they are done with MJF versus Cody? It seems MJF is you know MJF cut a promo about one Moxley in the in the title. Obviously Cody's got this going on and he's got Jake's client waiting. Are you guys surprised that that's done? I, I am surprised that they're moving him back. Not that not that MJF isn't world championship material because in my opinion that kid already is. But with that said, I'm surprised they'd be moving that quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I mean? You could yeah. have go, go ahead, Joe. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh yeah. so to come back, that's Matt. It. To your point, AJ Rio is saying Trangulo? No, Tranguelo de la Merte. That's way more badass. Yes. Tranguelo de la Merte. Now, uh, our chat, I have to put our chat over and uh, say that uh, Mikado H is suggesting a faction called the Hexagon of Shame. Um, <laughs> can i be the leader of that one please <laughs> uh better yet kinky of the loss the hate rhombus <laughs> i like the hexagon of shame though yes. <laughs> Nate, night night saying the red square uh these these are pretty good matt, Mor- matt morgan is the exalted one of the the hexagon of, the, of shame. The hexagon of shame. <laughs> <laughs> like the Clay Ford just said, the parallelogram, like the parallelogram of power that could work. Uh, there's a lot they could do with this. Everybody always gives me the Fred Durst Limp Biscuit uh, reference. Can I be like the like the limp triangle? Or well, their triangle's already spoken for. Can I, can I be like the limp? Then I pick a pick a the limp octagon. There we go. The limp octagon. You know what? Forget two dimensional shapes. Go 3D. You could be like the limp cone. Or the limp sphere, the Rubik's cube. Yes. Uh, anyhow, maybe let's talk about MJ. It. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna run this into the ground, Matt. Come on. <laughs> <Stop>. uh, <laughs> MJF. This promo from backstage with Wardlow. MJF sporting a huge, like one of those sort of ankle bandages across his forehead uh, tonight after being <laughs> open at Revolution, and talked about he plans on staying undefeated. Uh, He's going to come after the title, whoever gets in his way. If he has to go with Jericho, uh, he wants to face Moxley. I mean, just really calling a shot here. And then takes off his jacket to reveal an eye-pinned Cody shirt and says it's distracting and obnoxious, kind of like a neck tattoo. (laughs) Awesome. 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 Again, as a heel, talking about things he really believes in that are really true. Right? Yeah. And uh, that's great heat for a heel. Sometimes when they believe what they're saying is true, and then what's worse, sometimes when that thing is true and the fans have to admit it's true, but they hate that SOB so much, they don't want to do it, it's even that much more heat. This kid is just incredible. He does no wrong, especially with the microphone. Can we, do, Glenn, do you want to talk about the MJF news story since we're on MJF right now? Oh, yeah, go for it. So one of our news stories that we were going to talk about tonight MJF made TMZ because a <laughs> father brought his, I think, his eight-year-old son to a meet and greet, uh, to a photo situation, and MJF flipped off the eight-year-old, and the dad very <laughs> offended by that, and and TMZ, you know, it became a big story on TMZ. TMZ reached out to MJF and uh, cover your kids' ears if any kids are listening. 
Uh, MJF's response to TMZ was, quote, fuck them kids. Uh, so a lot of people are in outrage right now that MJF, you know, but it's like, that's, and, and, and Cody Rhodes said, look, that's, you know, our, you, you know what you're getting into if you come to an MJF in character meet and greet. Uh, that's been a big, it's been a big uproar today on social media of, of what's, is that acceptable no. or not? Listen. Let's be clear. AEW is the company. I don't even work for these guys. All right. I'm just going to plug it right now because it's the truth. This is the company that goes out there and puts out those rooms for kids with with autism. Hmm. Um, They're the most inclusive, more inclusive than WWE. WWE's done a good job of being inclusive. Yeah. But AEW came out from day one that way. Um, And they go above and beyond, uh, I would argue. And to have one character that says and does things like that, AEW, the rest of that roster and that company needs to back MJF up on this. They need they just did. to say, well, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't talk like that. I love kids. In fact, they're a big part of our audience. We appreciate you coming out. If you're a baby face, you push all your baby first faces on this and let them talk about it. Your heels, you do not let talk about this unless they're gonna uh uh purposely fan the flames to make it worse and get more residual heat off of it if they could um you need to in a day and age where it's so hard to suspend disbelief and you get those golden opportunities to do so you have to when i used to i told you guys when i was in puerto rico they really hated heels right wrestlers right and i've been hit with bottles of piss i've been hit with milkshakes in my uh, rental cars, uh, windshield driving out of there. I loved every minute of it because it yeah. means I did my job. I got so pissed at me that I gave them their money's worth. So MJF, I all the power to him for being one of the very one uh, last of a dying breed and wanting to actually get legitimate heat. Not cool guy heat. Not trying to be fancy and slick, slick tongued. Just, just so he can get you know cheers. Um, he wants to do it for legitimate heat and booze, and I love that. And everyone else should too. My one contradiction, though, Matt, and I'm I'm with you for the most part. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I think I, I don't like the too soft mentality. I don't like the. I think people take it too seriously. Like I love I love actual heat, not cool guy heat. I support Baron Corbin. I think he actually gets good, you know, natural heel heat. Um, the only contradiction I can say though is. If MJF truly wanted to be as old school and true to heel as he's aiming for, and he does a really good job, if he truly right. wanted to, he would tell his bosses, Cody and everybody, and Tony and everybody else, I'm a heel. I'm not going and doing an effing meet and greet. That would be my only thing. Uh, is, is no, you know, like old though. But Glenn, an old school heel never back, you know, you know, prior to ninety four. I don't know. That's my only thing. That's my only contradiction. They were making and they were and the heels used to get taken care of, so they didn't have to worry about merch sales yeah, and things like true, that. To my true. understanding, right? True. Now, That's my only I contradiction. See, I see what you're saying. That's my only contradiction. Otherwise, I, I agree what, with you. I, but listen, I see what you're saying. In my opinion, though, in this day and age, here's an opportunity, though, if you are a heel, to really get yourself over as a heel. Because these are supposed to be fan friendly events, and then you're just they're cutting heel promos on everyone. That's tremendous. Lacey Evans, I praised her for months for doing yeah, that and yeah, being yeah. in character the whole time. Yeah. Good for MJF. I, I I dig it. Well, Matt, isn't he doing the opposite thing of what you just said he's doing? If you're cheering it and applauding it, isn't that a babyface reaction? No, I'm a former wrestler who was been a heel and didn't have anything close to that kind of heat, and I can recognize it when I somebody doing a masterful job of doing it. And then applaud him that way. Just like 
here's what I would tell fans of this, Glenn. Fans that go to a movie, don't leave the movie theater and go say, I want my refund on my ticket. I didn't know that the villain was going to be that mean. Yeah. So, no one would say that. Some people have done some things along those lines. There was an incident recently Snowflakes. of uh, snowflakes. There was an off-Broadway play uh, that generated a lot of controversy a couple months ago because people went there. They're like, I had no idea it was this. They freaked out. They, like, protested. It was a big deal. But that being said, MJF did his meet and greet at StarCast. He had the most expensive meet and greet. He was, like, a dollar more expensive than CM Punk. And he (laughs) sold, like, 300 of them for him just to sit there and flip people off and get a photo. Yes, yes. Like I was backstage yes. when he was there with Conrad telling him the numbers. And I was like, these guys are freaking geniuses. Like, could you imagine <laughs> that Matt, if people wanted to pay you and you didn't have to touch anybody, you didn't have to sign anything. You could literally just sit there and like stare at your phone the entire time. Dude, he did a channel 12, a cable vision channel 12 interview which is up north. That's right. Our neck of the woods, actually, Justin. Channel 12 Cable Vision is like New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. And he was back home at Long Island uh, at his high school right before this pay-per-view, right? And he's supposed to be there building it. And all he did was shit all over the guy that was there to interview him. All he did was just clown him the entire time. Like, he's walking out the door of his high school gym trying to show him where he, you know, wrestled and yada, yada, yada. And he, he'd rather be anywhere than in that interview. And then, like, it was time to leave and they're the door. Uh, he's like, please get the door for me. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good sport. Like, do not, do not stop yeah. healing this guy. And he does it on the fly so well. I saw I saw him do one, same thing, local news thing. And he, it was, I forget what event they are promoting, but, he, but it was him, Cody, and Brandy. This is before he turned on Cody. And, um, oh, okay. And Cody and Brandy are doing their nice ambassador thing, and it was an like it was like an all female like news panel newscast, <laughs> and like the one female like tried to like touch his scarf and like try to like kind of make fun of him, and he was like getting ready to call her like a fat pig, and like it was getting ready just to hammer down, and like Brandy had to like cut him off and stop him. He was just full fledged. Uh, yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't holding back at all, and I just you know it, it was you don't see that a lot. Super and again, chat. no, we don't. Yeah. Super chat. Yes, Corey Springer uh, with $2. Thank you, sir, saying MJF is the biggest troll in professional wrestling. I think he's not the meanest heel ever. Uh, he's definitely quick, but I think society... Quick. Matt, Matt, here we go. You're going to love this. Go society has gotten so soft and polite and sensitive that MJF just doing a modern version of the old school heel seem, makes him seem what? like the biggest asshole in the history of wrestling. I think it's just that... Think about right. how... WWE is even Baron Corbin has to act in an, an ambassador for the company example when he does anything off camera. Right. So I think MJF living at 24 seven it's, this is Andy Kaufman esque performance art at its finest. Um, and mm-hmm. I think you have to respect it for what it is and you have to know what you're getting into. I mean, Matt, you wouldn't take your child or I, I wouldn't recommend anyone take their child to see MJF unless they're a huge fan no. of MJF. It used to be like Don Rickles. People used to come up to Don Rickles till his dying day and be like, Don, say something mean Make about fun me. Of me. Yeah. Make fun of me. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You just got to, you got to know what you're getting into, man. So uh, this was a great promo. I can't and, wait to see what's and, next for him. And no, I would not bring my kid to go see MJF if yeah. I know that's what we're going to get. You know what I mean? A jerk. No, I want my son to look up to a Cody Rhodes. 
yeah. uh, uh, a moxie, those that fight for fight for what's good, right? Yeah. That's, I don't know. I wonder though, has, has there been an instance yet where a child showed up like as like a mini MJF scarf and everything? I wonder if MJF would be like a little cool to somebody that he thought was like really standing him hardcore. In, in real life, I bet you he would. Like yeah. privately backstage with no cameras, but I bet you he'll say, "All right, can we not show this kid on camera?" Yeah, I we think he'd be see. smart enough to do. He'd be smart enough to do that. I think. So, uh, if you have a child out there who likes MJF, go on Amazon. You can get one of those fake Burberry scarves for twenty bucks. Wear that. See what happens at the meet and greet. Anyhow, uh, the main event tonight: Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley and Darby Allen. Uh, Jericho and Sammy, super over. Moxley and Darby, super over. Good match. I admit I was a bit distracted here when uh, the match with Velveteen Dream yeah. and Roderick Strong was starting on NXT. Yes. But yes. this is, again, one of those notable for what happened after the match. I mean, Chris and Sammy won tonight. Uh, Guevara well, pinning Allen. Well, because they well because the rest of the inner circle attacked Ambrose. Or Ambrose, God. Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Attacked Moxley when he's coming to the crowd and beat the hell out of him in the concession stands. So yes, it, that's it, right. It, it made it a handicap Which was smart. Which was yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. So the doctor was checking out Moxley. That's right. It was the concession area. Because I was like, why did I, 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 when I read this match, I was like, I seem to recall this was, Moxley was not in this match. That explains it. Um, it was really yes. good writing. Or not writing, booking. This was really good booking. And then after the match, Moxley came out from the back. <clears throat> and the inner circle just kicked his ass. Um, left him lying flat off the stage. Which is good for him. He's a badass. So anytime you have an opportunity to give a legitimate badass that that uh, just a little bit, even a modicum of sympathy is very hard to do. And they were able to do that tonight. So this was really well done. Darby looked phenomenal tight. And again, he is well. Great sympathy. Yes. Great sympathy on him, man. That, that kid's getting ready to pop. Yeah. Darby's going to be huge. Darby got a lot of shine. And look great, and then when he gets pinned, you don't fault him because you're like, Jesus, the guy got just nope. got beat by a bunch of dudes. So like, against, right? Yes. And, and you know the inner circle. You know, so Moxie comes out and he's trying to fight him, and then the entire inner circle ends up power bombing him off the stage into tables. And the closing shot is all five of them giving the middle finger to Moxley. I couldn't help but think, is this a troll job? The people offended by MJF because all day today it's been the big thing is MJF giving oh, yeah. finger to this kid. I kind of thought it was a little bit of a troll job of like. I don't know. That was just me. Maybe I maybe I read too much into it. But I, I yeah, this was a great ending. They Fun. they they can be very insider baseball on their program. You're right. Yeah. But that's really reaching because I didn't know that story. I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, but Matt, you didn't know it, and I know you're busy running a town. Like that was like the top story today. So it was on TMZ okay. and everything. So I, that's why I thought well, it, the top story in wrestling media, not like the top story in the world. Well, in wrestling media, but who the hell's watching? It's wrestling fans. So the, all those sure. fans. We've been everybody in that arena read that story. That's why I thought that. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, that, little, that 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 little that little blur they're talking about called the coronavirus is way yeah. out of here. <laughs> and MJF's middle fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. If you think wrestling is full of swerves, you should have watched the election returns last night. Like that was like some really riveting shit to watch happen and unfold in real time, regardless of you, what side you're on. You, ca you California Democrats. Poor Bernie. Poor Bernie. 
I didn't vote for him. Uh, so that was Dynamite tonight. Smart Matt man. Baker. Uh, who do you think Smart Jake the Snake was talking about? That's what we were just talking about earlier, uh, Matt. Yeah. I, I think it has to be a new introduction, right? Bro, Brody I Lee. mean, it obviously it ain't Marco Stunt. <laughs> MJ, of course, is Marco Stunt, though. He hinted it, at that tonight. Is there MJ, anybody? Listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize. No, no, no. But we don't think that's what happens if it is somebody on the roster. Is there anybody on the roster that could really use Jake the Snake Roberts that would help them? Marco. Marco. Oh, my God. Matt, I got it. Jake comes out with the bag. We assume it's a snake. It's Marco Stun in the bag. (laughs) It writes itself. Terrible. That is pretty funny. The the only thing I can say with Jake, prior, if Jake had not come out uh, independently to confront Cody, it's a surprise. I mean, if the Dark Order would reveal Jake as the Exalted One, I wouldn't have been mad because that would have been a surprise in Jake's dark character. But now that Jake's come out and already said, I have somebody coming, he's not associated with Dark Order. It's not Matt Hardy's. Matt Hardy's a veteran. Matt Hardy's not his client. So, I mean, like, Brody Lee would be the, the thing that makes the most sense. I can't think of anybody in the roster. And then, by the way, you, you have Arn Anderson with Cody. You have Jake with whomever it's going to be. I'm saying Brody. You have Tully Blanchard with Sean Spears. They ran the thing tonight. Sean Spears is looking for a tag partner oh, that's now. Right. You know, we have all there's a there's a whole lot of coach mentor stuff going on here. I, I got to think for Jake, it's somebody new. Brody makes the most sense. They're in Brody's hometown in two weeks, by the way. So, oh, well, there you go, uh, Justin. If you heard anything, Andrew Claterman asking any alternate plans if Mania is canceled because of coronavirus. It, it's not going to be canceled. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I, actually, I actually spoke to I actually spoke to several people officially in WWE today about this off the record, but it's just talking to them. It's not yeah. going to be canceled. It's not happening. I mean, and let me just put it this way. If shit gets so bad that they cancel WrestleMania because of coronavirus, you have bigger worries in your life than going to WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you, like, can, but you can still come hang out with us at Rick's on the River <laughs> from 3 to 5 on Friday, April 3rd. We're still going to be chilling. We'll have hand sanitizer. We'll still we'll fist bump. No, no handshake. I'm going I'm to order a Walter White hazmat suit and like uh, one of those full <laughs> face masks, you know. Dude, I took my truck. Hey, listen, I took my yeah. truck in today to have a guy look at something that was making noise I didn't like. Where I wanted to check it out. Anyways, I went to shake his hand, and totally gave me the not fist bump. The he gave me the bash. Oh. The bash brothers. Oh, they could take a Mark <laughs> McGuire A's gimmick with you know they bash each other's biceps into each oh, other. Yes. It's like wow, I can't get a fist bump out of this. And he's like. <laughs> so that it's getting here, man. What the hell? I was at a ga- I was at a gas station this morning, and I watched somebody walk in, put gloves on to open the cooler to get a soda out of the thing, and then take the gloves back off. Ooh! I have been hmm. walking around stores using the cart wipes to open everything, like no direct contact. I've been washing my hands like a madman. I made my own hand sanitizer because it's sold out everywhere around here. At, at an indie wrestling show, I was just that. Oh. Every- at an indie wrestling show, it's just that everybody is either doing the fist bump or they're do- they're doing the worker handshake, and they never used to do the worker handshake. I mean, and for those of you who don't know, the worker handshake is a very light little. Yeah, Matt, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. And because like it's, it's insane, I, I prefer the fist bump. It's fine to me. Okay, Zach Rivera with the five dollars super chat. Zach, I should be paying you for this. 
With everything going on with coronavirus, WWE <laughs> is really missing an opportunity to give us a public service announcement, a PSA, with yep. Braun Strowman telling us to wash these hands. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. Zach, if you tweet that on the Twitter, tag me in it, tag Matt, it's just, I will retweet yeah. that to the moon. <laughs> and tag Braun, too. Uh, yes, tag Braun. I'll make sure. Tag Braun. That's awesome. Tag that's Braun. really, that's well, well done. Yes. Somebody wash bring that hands. sign to uh, Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown on Friday. I'll wash these hands si sign. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that is brilliant. I like that a lot. Um, so let's talk about <laughs> NXT, the results tonight. Opening and closing with the steel cage match. Opening with Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Uh, this went on for multiple segments. Crowd was really into it. Um, Matt, give me your thoughts on the match first, I, and then I'll talk about the ending. I, I can't wait to go back and watch it again, to be honest, because I was being pulled back and forth. Um, I, I was man, I was excited they started the show with this. This was this is good if they are counter programming. This was this is how you do it. Um, but I dug what I saw. Obviously, love the storyline between these two. It has layers to it. I'm in it. I'm involved. Like I'm, I'm not involved, but I'm super into it. Um, and I want to be able to pay attention to it 100% by watching it again as soon as we're done with this, actually. It was really good. Justin, what did you think? Yeah, same. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed the – I like the uh, – Glenn, I think you said earlier, both finishes to the cage match tonight were creative. I like the – um, uh, pinning, uh, what was it, Tegan, uh, you're pinning her because of the door, you know, as the, the, you know, pinning her to the cage. I thought that was really well done. There's their story here. There's what? layers to it. I, again, yeah. my, it's just the standing commentary tonight. Everything I say positive about NXT, I mean it, but it's the standing, but I really want them to get into a bigger venue. And next week they're in a smaller venue. They're in the performance center, which I've been to the performance center. It is a state of the art, awesome facility as a training facility for promos and, and in-ring stuff and weightlifting, right. it is not a place to do TV. And I, right. Uh, You're right. You're right. So uh, the ending of this, Raquel Gonzalez pulled Dakota Kai out of the cage or was trying to right when Tegan Knox was over and climbing her way down. Gonzalez took the door of the cage, the opening, <clears throat> pulled the door all the way back to trap her, uh, on top while Dakota Kai escaped. This was such a cool ending uh, to such a hot match. I just, I thought this I'm was a fantastic we've never show. Yeah. It was very smart. I'm, I'm surprised we've never seen that before. Yeah. Right? When you saw it happen, I was like, oh my God, what a great idea for cage match. How have we not seen this before? Well, yeah. that one, and I, I won't jump ahead. You're right, Matt. We've never seen that. And then what the psychology on the ending to the men's cage match, men's cage I can match. never recall seeing that. So they they I were actually recall it either. Yeah, I mean, and to you, this ties to your point, Justin. So NXT has one the women's division on fire. Uh, two really good booking, really creative spots. Running if running in a small venue is the only thing that's keeping them at you know one hundred sixty thousand people less watching it each week. Uh, then yeah, I think that's an easy fix, and they should absolutely explore doing some shows on the road because, uh, man, that would a crowd I think would have gone psychotic for both of those shows. A big crowd tonight would have made that seem 
like a lot bigger moment so, in both matches. So, all right. So work with me on this. This is my only yeah. thing to Raj when Raj brings this up all the time and whines about NXT being in a small, you know, venue. It's, it's supposed to be on purpose. It's supposed to be a complete different aesthetic than Raw and SmackDown, AEW, and our normal week-to-week cable televised professional wrestling show. It's supposed to be different that way. So here's my question. They go to a bigger arena. Then it looks like the other shows that are going on. How does it get you, give you that gritty look and gritty feel that I, that I always get when I watch NXT? That's one. Two, they do go to a bigger arena. Work, work with me on this one, Jackson. Mm-hmm. How do they guarantee that they're going to have that hot, hot of a crowd that they're guaranteed to have from full sale? There, there is no guarantee. There is no guarantee. You're right, and that that and that was part of the that or was that is part of the charm of NXT. Is you know you have these passionate people that are going to make noise. The issue is that, and I again, it just, I kind of came around to it tonight. I closed my eyes and I just kept flicking back and forth, and there was two quality matches going on on each show, and it's just. Right. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the diehards that are probably watching this podcast. I'm talking about maybe just the step more casual. If you're flicking between the two and you know nothing about anything. You figure NXT is this kind of like minor league thing because it doesn't sound as loud, right. it doesn't look as big, it doesn't right. look as rich. And I, I, I do think like the, the both cage matches were fire, but when I'm watching the cage matches, then I'm flicking over and just watching John Moxley <clears> get beat down so, next to the popcorn stand. More noise is happening next to him getting beat down by the popcorn stand than his cage match. And I'm like, I feel sure. like NXT needs that bigger production. So, so isn't NXT supposed to be fulfilling a niche audience within WWE's own demographic? It used to, to be. My understanding. It used NXT's to be. NXT's not supposed to be out. NXT's not supposed to be out there attracting mainstream fans. Uh, but Raw and SmackDown supposed to be. But even to even but even to niche wrestling fans, again, you can enjoy the bell to bell of NXT and enjoy the video vignettes, which we'll talk about. I still think side by side, though. I think. The casual fan still comes into play because a casual fan might be the difference of 160,000 so, people. I think so, you need so then, to. So then, let's say they do that. Now, mm-hmm. they have three shows that look very similar. Yeah. Raw, SmackDown, and uh, NXT no, now no. look similar. No, Why it not? wouldn't look No, it wouldn't look similar. No, just because they go oh. to a bigger arena. Because, think about it. When NXT does takeover in a bigger arena, it's in a bigger arena with higher capacity, bigger production value, more noise. But TakeOver does not look like Raw, SmackDown, or pay-per-views. Take, TakeOver, they, they, they black the audience out. They do a lot of different things. They could still do things like they do at TakeOver to make the visual and the production elements I've gotta go back and i got to go back and watch TakeOver to judge this fairly. Because in my go, head, I'm just, I'm just visualizing Raw and SmackDown with yellow ropes. Nope. Here's one of the big things, Matt. When you go back and watch a takeover, you'll notice this. Now that I'm telling you this, takeover when the match happens, they black the entranceway out so the the LED boards go black. They black the crowd out and they just put the ring on the spotlight, which is different than a Raw SmackDown or or or, or you know Royal Rumble where the the LED boards and the entranceway are already okay. already you know they, they, there's things you can do to differentiate it, but you still have. Uh, 15,000 people versus 500 people making noise. So then here's the next thing that's going to be the next complaint after that, because there's a slippery slope you go down if you start trying to compete with AEW that way. And that is, why don't you have pyro? One show has pyro. Their stars mm-hmm. look bigger stars. Mm-hmm. Where the other, I, I've always thought, I'm just going to be honest, as a wrestling fan growing up, I thought if a guy had pyro, that person's a big deal. Yep. And, and and now you can start now you can start doing that if you move out of you know the fire code in full sale doesn't allow pyro so 
you know. Like I would, I would like to see what you could do with Velveteen Dream. You know, his yeah. entrance that would be pretty sweet. And, and the thing is, that, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting NXT go. You know, I'm not suggesting NXT goes to the Barclays Center where Raw just <laughs> was. I think NXT can run comparable to what AEW is doing. AEW is not running most of the towns AEW goes to. Right. They're not running the arena, the basketball yeah. or hockey team runs in. Yeah. They're going to the university. So when so, they were in Chicago, they were at DePaul. They're at DePaul exactly. University where DePaul plays. Right. When they came here to Pittsburgh, they didn't go where the Penguins played. Uh, they go right. to the arena where Pitt basketball plays, which is about uh, a right. ten thousand at least dif- difference in, in seats. So yes, they just need to smart. get. Yeah, they just need to get. I, they have to get out of full sale week to week. They, it's just not going to work. I don't think. Well, uh, by contrast, I'm looking forward to when. Mm-hmm the NXT women's championship is d- defended uh, at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair. Matt, what did you think of this Rhea Ripley promo from Raymond James stadium tonight? I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was much better than what we've gotten from her. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was a little all shucks baby face, but I'm still really on board with her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it's better. She's improving. Um, I still think I need to be very careful with her. She is, again, a very, very hot commodity and a very, very hot brand at the moment for them. And they need just to protect her. You know, showcase your strengths, hide your weaknesses. Isn't it weird, though? I'm sorry? No, nothing, nothing. Okay, Matt, and I think you'll agree with this. Isn't it weird, though? Charlotte Flair comes to NXT and Bianca Belair is out there saying, you don't even go here. You don't belong here. She's trying to fight her off, but Rhea Ripley is kind of like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to go against Charlotte, one of the greatest of all time at WrestleMania, and NXT the first time defended at WrestleMania. What I'm saying is this is already a little yes. too much in that mutual respect. Ter- it, makes, it makes her look like the fangirl, Rhea, of Charlotte. It does. It, it won't, it, and this is what I mean by hiding your, playing to your strengths, hiding your weaknesses. Like That's not even her weakness, I would argue. It's the no, rating it's not a weakness. weakness by, making, by making her say that. Um, that's that's stupid and it's she they had an opportunity to make her look like the bigger star between her and charlotte by having charlotte coming out and want immediately saying i want to challenge her because i want that nxt women's title right they could have made the belt look more important they could have made rhea ripley look more important but they didn't they made rhea ripley have to almost basically ask charlotte for this match essentially and then to make her over by saying i can't believe i'm at wrestlemania and be working f that you're expected to be at WrestleMania main event in that motherfucker because that's what a badass you are. And it's about God dang time. Somebody got off their ass and opened their eyes and watched what a real woman's wrestler looks like in 2020. Yeah. And cocky and be cocky about it. Yeah. This is an awkward story from the sense of Rhea's acting all shucks. I'm happy to have this match when you're the one that has the title built. You know, you, you're, you know, Charlotte's chasing you. And but that's, I will, that's the point. That's why it sucks. But I will say there was, that. but I said the bright spot to that video package, though, was um, uh, showing, they showed Rhea when she first came, and I forgot what she looked like prior to what she looked like now. They showed Rhea when she first broke into NXT with long blonde hair, with the more conventional diva look, and how, and she does yes. look like Charlotte, and how, and she says people compared her to a, a, a Charlotte. So I, I did think that that provided a nice motivation to the story of like, yeah, I'm the champion, that was. But, I, but I need to beat this chick's ass because I'm tired of being compared to her. I'm sure. Yeah, that, so I thought that was a yes. nice touch. 
that was. And that's what Steve did, I thought. But again, WWE did it backwards, just my for my two cents with this whole storyline. Charlotte should have been like wanting it immediately after that rumble, calling her out. I want your title. I'm coming. Tick tock, tick tock. And then uh what's her name? Just be like, good, bring it. And I think we should be closing out uh, WrestleMania this year. And I just told you how I'd cut that promo if I were like a badass, cocky, confident. This is the only women's title that matters in this company. Step your game up. This ain't the old NXT that you were used to that you ran roughshod over. You and your four horsewomen. We got 20 horsewomen in this bad boy now, motherfucker. Get your game up. Why aren't they just asking you to come into the performance center? Why don't you just volunteer? Have you reached out to someone, Matt, and said, like, look, you know, <laughs> I watch this shit. He can't. No He's the exalted the one. He can't. Oh, He's the exalted <laughs> one. Of? Of? The Dark Order. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. No. You're coaching. Next... Wait, what are we... You're coaching Evil Uno. The... I know it. The hate rhombus. I thought we... I thought we said the shameless rhombus or shameless shameless hexagon. (laughs) (laughs) The sphere of shame. That's what it was. There we go. Yeah. Uh, No, but Matt, I think I think you're right, and uh, it's it's frustrating because we love Rhea. This didn't make Rhea look worse, but I don't think it made her look better. And I think Bianca is going to have so much fire going into Takeover because that is Bianca's promos. She's just like all just venom. Uh, and I think that <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna make be. I have a feeling Bianca is gonna seem like a bigger star. I'm not saying at Mania, but going into Mania weekend, I think people are gonna be hyped for the match with Rhea. But I think that Bianca is gonna be hotter. Bianca is. I will put it into this comparison. She is going to be LeBron James' chosen one on the front cover of Sports Illustrated, coming out of high school. And everyone's jumping on her bandwagon that WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. It's going to be a moment, man. Uh, so we have the qualifier for the number one contenders ladder match at TakeOver tonight. We had Shotzi Blackheart versus Chelsea Green. Now, uh, Shotzi did her entrance to the ring. Good pop from the crowd. And then we yeah. had uh, Robert Stone introducing Chelsea, representing the Robert Stone brand. I love, um, I love Chelsea. I like well, what did you think this I night? Like so. It. So Shotzi eliminated Shayna from that battle royal a couple weeks ago. It seemed like they were really pushing her, but I mean, this was a surprisingly fast win uh, from Chelsea over Shotzi yeah, tonight. But they're but they're putting investment in Chelsea and then into into Robbie. And, and I, I mean, I, I like this. I, I think I like. I mean, Rob Robbie's so damn and he's he's so good. And then like Chelsea's, I, I mean, she's I Chelsea's. Chelsea's really improved in the, in the ring. If you watch her over the years, if you followed her, she's, I mean, I think she's, obviously she's got a nice look to her. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm all for this. I'm, everyone's going to call me a wuss or whatnot or a wimp or I don't even know what they're going to call me and I don't care. But I will just take a minute and make, uh, WWE gets a lot of crap, a lot of grief for, for not being with it enough in 2020, right? What, I'm not hearing anybody say how cool is this that we actually have a male manager yes. managing a female talent. It's not the other way around. Where Great the point. sizzle has usually been the really attractive female walking out the big brute, like like a guy like, looks like my, myself, like let's say, with a really good-talking female or a very good-looking, attractive female in years past being the garnish to the steak, if you will. 
And now it's flip-flopped. It shows you where we're at in 2020. It shows you where WWE is at in 2020. You got to give them credit on that. Great point. Great point. And we went from that to... And, and part of that, real quick, sorry, Glenn. Part of that is also a credit to Robbie because there's some dudes... Hell yeah! Some dudes in the that have been in the business as long as him... up in their head. Yes. Up they, in their head over they would not yes. take that well. But yeah. he but he gets it. He understands. Yes, I can he does. Yeah. So great point, Matt. Great point. So Keith Lee coming out tonight, NXT North American champion, <laughs> taking the mic. The fans were chanting for him. Uh and yeah, this interrupted by Cameron Grimes. Fans chanting, No one likes you. Um but, <laughs> and Grimes is getting a title shot next week uh for the North American title against Keith Lee. What was his <sighs> name again before this? Trevor Lee. Was that it? Trevor Lee? So Cameron Grimes? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Am I right? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, Cameron uh, Grimes. That's a yeah, yeah. That's a way better name than Trevor Lee when he was with us at Impact. Um he's really good though. He really is talented. Um hopefully he's able to miss a couple he's able to fill in those a couple of missing ingredients he's still looking for. You know, but um, he's not beating old boy. That ain't going to happen. I feel like 75% of my dislike for Cameron Grimes is that stupid hat. Like, if he just got rid of the hat, I think I would give him more of a fair shake. Yeah. Yeah, he had such a distinct character, though, in Impact. that He was a cruiserweight with really good physique and build with a ridiculously long, dirty beard. <laughs> yeah, and he had, and he he has great uh great facials and like, yeah he, he tells stories. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, I mean, he's he does. getting a crowd. He is getting a crowd reaction. We, uh, you know, and he you is. know, who knows, man? Well, I mean, no, them saying, you know, uh, them like heckling him that no one likes you. But like, Elias, Elias was not popular in NXT. I think maybe Grimes has got the, one of those nope. gimmicks that could do better on Raw or SmackDown. Well, the Elias... only time he got over on NXT was when Elias was wearing his hood. Remember? Yeah. yeah Feels Eli- like forever ago. Elias was a rarity of a guy who wasn't hugely over in NXT, but did better on Raw and SmackDown because, again, going back to location. Well, what Elias got over doing a, a custom song to every single town and putting down the town. When you're in front of the same audience at Full Sail, he couldn't do that shtick. He, he Elias got over by traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Grimes needs something. Maybe he can uh, play the harmonica. I don't know. The Tranko would probably be the shittiest gimmick. I mean, Matt, like, could you imagine? It's like, here's this. This is your thing. Go out there, get it over. Bro, I'll take that over stuttering any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Moore, Matt Moore, gonna play the cowbell. He played the cowbell to uh, don't to fear the reaper, I'll like take, a, like that skitness. I know. I'll take that. I'll I'll take that over stuttering as well. More cowbell, please. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so we had Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the undisputed era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Undisputed era getting a victory mm-hmm. tonight. Too yeah. long. Didn't this they, is where they, I started tuning they, out. They, I didn't care about this. They needed it was an obvious who was going to win, who's going to lose. They needed this win just to get under another W a W back under their belt. That's all this was. Yeah. 
Um, afterwards, they were talking about coming back for the titles, calling the bruiser weights, uh, or the broser weights, uh, the loser weights. And uh, then Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn came out. Uh, so they're down to give him a rematch, but then they were attacked by the grizzled young veterans. So perhaps a I triple think threat. Good. I, yeah. I hate their name, but I like grizzled young veterans, the team. I like them. I could see that being a triple threat at TakeOver. Okay. It'll be a very good one, too. Yeah. Uh, what about the interview? Uh, oh, actually, wait. Before that, we had uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Austin Theory tonight with Austin Theory picking up a win. I like Swerve. Yeah. I think he's great. I like Swerve. I and he's... I, I he's like going to be really good, dude. Yeah, I like Swerve. I still don't. I'm still not on the Austin Theory bandwagon yet. Same here. Same here. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, what did you think of Morrow's interview with Johnny Gargano tonight? Liked it. <laughs> I, I'm, I love it. I, I love Morrow. He has not annoyed me yet. Everyone else seems to be annoyed with him whenever I say that. Like, come on, he's always annoying. You know, sir. I like him. I like his passion. It gets me even more into a lot of these matches that sometimes I might not be that into. Um, I know. I like Moro, and I liked what they did with him tonight. I thought this was great use of him. Sit down with Gargano. He really did a good job of making Gargano feel more important than what he really is today. I'm not a Gargano. I'm not a Gargano. I'm just not. I appreciate how talented he is, but he's not—he's not somebody I would pay money to watch wrestle out of my own pocket. Oh. Um, I'd go—I'd go watch him for free. Now, <laughs> and I can appreciate how how good he is. Don't get me wrong, but they have a lot of good guys and gals on that roster that can go in that ring. Um, Character-wise, he's never done it for me. Um, it's always been his partner or his adversary. Um, what's his name? Um, Champa. Yeah, always Champa. Uh, Morrow does annoy me, but I thought he did a good job here. Um, and I thought this was nice to see a layer. You know, I, I've known Johnny since like 09, and he's always been a babyface, uh, dating back to when we worked in a company that his family owned. And he's always been like that Shawn Michaels charismatic comeback <clears throat> babyface. I love seeing uh, him take a different angle. I like that they are taking a chance on Johnny Gargano not being Johnny Wrestling, but as Morrow coined Johnny Turncoat. I like this. This was really well done for me. I liked it. We, uh, Johnny, Johnny Turncoat was perfect. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. so props. Prop. Oh, I know people have gotten on me before. I've hated on Morrow. I hated on his overzealous Mamma Mia's, but I thought he's done a... I thought he really? did a good job. I get the opposite. I get the complete opposite. They're like, oh, he sucks. Morrow... <laughs> Morrow, I, I was critical once of Morrow, and I got blocked by him, and then it became this big really? thing. Yeah, WWE even reached out to me. What? I, yeah, I should, whatever. I should. Well, no, you can't spill no, that tea no, and then I, try I, and I, 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 sh- I shouldn't even. Yeah, I shouldn't even said that. But this, yeah, you should have said that. I sh- you yeah, should have well, said that. Blah, whatever. Morrow, no, it was. This was good. It is. As a palate cleanser, uh, Mr. Matt Morgan, Twitter user, yep. CD Styles just shared uh, this for you. <laughs> Of Raj back. I don't see nothing. You don't see it? You don't see it? Give it a minute. I do. I... <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yes. So, okay, he's got the right idea with the pool. <laughs> I have in my head. 
like okay so here's here's the whole vision in my really screwed up head okay Work with me. is 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 right back yes he's definitely wearing a singlet in this vision in my head all right he definitely is he's wearing his weightlifting belt okay and on his back is little raj not that big raj that he put on little raj with little raj. you know um his um what what do i say for the kind of bathing suit he's wearing what would you call that his mankini um speedo uh, bathing suit trunks speedo. there we go he's wearing he's rocking a speedo yeah. and he's being <laughs> piggybacked by ryback and they both have shades on and they're both cheersing each other with their daiquiris while in the water that's quite a scene very detailed but this is what goes on in my head now we're gonna have a contest um artists out there i want you to take matt's rendering and matt morgan is gonna is gonna buy you a drink please. to the winning artist at rick's on the river please Drinks i'll buy, on I'll, I'll, buy a, I'll buy a daiquiri to the winner and uh I'll, I'll chip in for an appetizer of your choice not to exceed twenty dollars uh, i almost matt i almost want this i don't want a drawing i want someone to paint this like an oil like an oil painting of this God. You know, just like have it look like really fancy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Like suitable for hanging God, over your mantle. Up. Yeah. Do you guys realize yes, Raj, Raj, Raj has no idea <laughs> that when he gets, that when, when all of us, when all of us, when all of us are on the same stage with live mic <clears throat> capability, I mean, it's just. <laughs> Raj gotta, is going to be red faced. He gets red faced. You know what I'm talking about. And he's going to get red-faced for like 45 straight minutes. He's not going to be able to control it. 3 to 5 p.m., Friday, April 3rd, Rick's on the River. It's free to get in. If you're going to SmackDown that night, we are a mile away from the arena in downtown Tampa. If you're going to be in Tampa that weekend, Friday, Rick's on the River, 3 to 5 p.m., free, you know, no cover, free to get in. There's drink specials, uh, food specials. We'll be, you know, we'll be meeting everybody. Matt will be doing... He'll he'll meet you. We'll all do you know say hi to you, pictures, whatever. Uh, do some Q and A, talking about what's going on for WrestleMania weekend. Please come out and join us. There is a Facebook group. Glenn, can you put that up? Uh, yeah. So if you go to F- the Wrestling Inc. Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Wrestling Inc. Click on the Events tab, and you should see it listed there. You can RSVP. RSVP guarantees uh, admittance. So, so you guys uh, are not gonna want to miss this. This is going to be the funniest thing ever. You guys gotta come. So according to Raj, not on this week, but last week's podcast, which Raj Geary guested on with Ryback, uh, the Ryback's podcast, uh, Rajback comes up and gets brought up uh, with uh, Ryback asking, what's this Rajback thing? <laughs> People keep tweeting. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, all of you guys. It's very important when you submit this artwork that you tag Ryback in this thing, you need to tag Ryback, Justin, Raj, Absolutely. me, Matt, everyone. Very important. Please. Oh, man. Uh, you guys are, listen, you fans are the best. If you are going into those podcasts when Raj is on and you're bringing up Raj back, you guys are the best. Absolutely. Oh, this is, this made my night. This literally That's just made great. My night. That's great. Now I know this. So let's talk about this main event tonight. Steel cage match, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. Oh, okay. So obviously on paper, this is going to be an amazingly well-wrestled, well, 
told story in the ring type of match. Um, but I got to be honest. Um, I did not think this was better than how AEW ended. Um, I think the very Most people ending, did. The match went on a bit long. It was very good. But let's talk about the, the finish there good. where uh, Dream essentially, what, shoved, uh, shoved Roderick out of the cage, handcuffed the door shut. Yeah. Uh, after This was after Undisputed Era interfered and uh, then started attacking Adam Cole uh in the cage i mean just completely graduating the scenario where you know screw roderick strong this this was uh yes. roderick strong won but this was velveteen dream announcing he's coming for the nxt championship and i think dream versus cole a takeover well done. Be incredible this was so well done I, I dug everything about it don't get me wrong i did the very finish of this was yes was was off the charts the match itself, though, getting there, I, I knew it would be a good match, but it was not enough to get my eyes off of um, AEW, I would say, until the very end, and then they were already off anyway. Well, and uh, Dream taking the title, posing on top of the cage. I mean, Matt, great, this is the moment. Great. We've been talking about this. When is Dream going to get that, Nor uh, that NXT title shot? I think he's going to win, right? Cole is the only one still in a in undisputed Overdue. era who has the belt. Dream is champion. Mania <coughs> weekend. That worked. Dream's overdue. And people, whenever I've said this, like, oh, he's been injured. He gets injured, and yada yada yada. And he's still young. All true statements. Um, however, um, him as a babyface champion just, in my opinion, screams money. Um, he's different than anybody else on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW even. He is so different. Um, it's going to be good. Good business for NXT. Not that Adam Cole isn't an amazing champ. He's been a great champion. Um, but that match is going to be crazy. The false finishes in that match are going to be worth price of admission alone. Yeah. Yeah, this... Uh, um... You know, like Matt said, you know the, the match was the match wasn't enough to pull you away from what AEW is doing. But luckily, NXT has that overrun, and all the important things they did in that match happened after AEW was done. So yeah, I mean that was you know yep. so, yeah the psychology of of pushing Roddy out <clears throat> and and locking yourself in the cage with the champion that was great. And 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 you know credit to Roddy too. The, this is supposed to be this is a very personal feud. You know. Um, Dream having right. Roddy's wife on his tights and this and that. And so I like the fact that Roddy did not wear his normal wrestling gear. He wore the jeans. He wore that street fight kind of look. I like that. It's a little thing, but I like I that. I like that, too. I, I like that, too. I'm a, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, and so uh, this is a good finish. You know, again, it was on the overrun, so it makes sense. Yeah, Dream is champion. Could do a lot of things. I, you know, <laughs> A dream has that appeal where it's that uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. You know, we've seen him come out uh, takeovers before. You know, he had that famous one where he had tights that said "Call me up, Vince." You know, he he kind of he pokes and prods. He leans into the social media play. I, I think he's a you know John Cena has John Cena was asked at a Comic Con, "Who's the future of the business?" John Cena could have easily took the fifth and just said, "Oh, we have a great line of talent." John Cena once named Velveteen Dream explicitly as a guy who's a future of the business. That's huge. They have a lot of potential mm -hmm. with what they could do with Dream, and, and, and it looks like they might be starting to move into that right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, funny, though, man, because it will have been 
four years ago, Mania Weekend, when Patrick Clark wrestled NXT matches at Access that weekend. Uh, I mean, just going from uh, uh, Tough Enough also ran to NXT champion. I think uh, it's going to be a great moment for him. And that's the place to do it because those are the fans that have followed his journey and been down for so long. So, Lucas, we're talking about it. I mean, Matt, I know you thought I'm AEW strong start to finish. NXT, though, man, that dip in the middle, I think, just really hurt it tonight. But I, I bet you the, the ratings the the top and the end of the show ratings might really help i i, I give them both uh, i thought they both were equal overall i give them both uh, eight out of ten wow that's great justin uh i give a i'll give aew an eight out of ten i'll give well i'll give aew eight and a half i'll give nxt eight yeah AEW just uh, AEW was a little more solid start to finish throughout. Uh, NXT just really was more of a roller coaster. Had some high peaks, high you know, and low lows. Uh, so, any other news stories? Anything else to, to cover here? Yeah, two more real quick JBL here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'll, yep, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, the, well, actually, we'll do that now. Yeah, JBL. Um, uh, to mention, this is why you guys should be following Wrestling Inc. If you're not already, get your notifications. Uh, Wrestling Inc. We had reported last month that JBL would be going into Hall of Fame. It has now been made official when it was announced on WWE Backstage Tuesday night on FS1. So JBL joins the class that already has, you know, the NWO. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, exciting. And, and I'll just say here, you know, I, there's a lot of whatever about JBLs and stories and whatever, but I'll just say this. If you look at it from this guy went from the evolution and range of Justin Hawk Bradshaw, the Acolytes, Morphed into a comedy act of APA, and then into JBL, who was a champion who carried SmackDown for two years, uh, then to the commentary yeah. desk. There's no official criteria listed to get in the W Hall of Fame, but this guy over and exceeds deserving oh, yeah. to get in. Yeah. So, uh, no, nope. just no question about no question. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, it so, no question about it. Matt, did you uh, obviously you were there? Did you? Uh, what was your interactions with 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 John? John, I worked on most most house shows with when we did our team Lesnar versus Team Angle yeah. thing. Um, on all of our house shows, we always wrestled him in six mans or eight mans, or even sometimes tag. Sometimes it would be me Nathan versus um, JBS. One time in Texas, it was me Brock Nathan, and I want to say Big Show. Versus Eddie Guerrero got thrown in there with them, and because uh, we were by El Paso, um, Eddie Guerrero, JBL. I, I, my bottom line is I wrestled him at least hundred times, nice. at least. Wow. Um, and JBL was the first person that I've ever wrestled. He came out of OVW when he was injured, and he was incredibly kind to 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 me. He was very cool. He'd watch tape. We would tape our wrestling practice and then watch it back, and we'd have practice matches. But like we were able to kind of talk about them and then go in the ring and perform them. And we would videotape them and then he would take me in the back room and watch them with me and help me improve. Then finally, before he got called back up to the main roster, I was brand new. I just got down there at the time. And I'd never been in a match in which the heel calls all of the entire match on the fly. Everything, including your the baby faces comeback, the hope spots, his heat spot, everything he was calling. And so you got to be all ears while looking like you're not being all ears, like you're not yeah. being led. 
Yeah. And it was my first experience ever doing that. And everybody afterwards was clapping. And after and, uh, newer guys, my like that just started like me, came up to me like, that's the best you've ever looked knowing that. Um, you know, you should be really proud of that. I was so green. I didn't know whether to be proud of that yet or not. Um, but he, he didn't have to do that. He got in the ring with someone my size while he was coming off being injured. And I could have injured him at any point in that match. And um, he put together a hell of a match on the fly. We didn't rehearse any of it. And we went about 20 minutes. And um, wow, it was awesome. awesome. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Wow, twenty on the fly is significant. That's that's uh, crazy. That's yeah. nuts, especially a guy yeah. my size with my limited experience. Yeah, like yeah, it, 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 yeah. You you tell me, you guys did six minutes on the fly. Okay, I get it, but twenty is uh, <clears throat> so yeah. So JBL. So again, congratulations to him. And um, the other big news that happened today was uh, Matt Hardy again. Hot topic. He put out uh, another free to delete video on his channel, and uh, I told I watched you. It. I watched it, and I teased this to you guys earlier. So if you're not following me, follow me on social media at Justin Labar. I teased the other day. If you watch Being the Elite, the very end of Being the Elite, which I do, the, the Bucks get a call, and I said, "Ooh, a nine one zero number that happens to be Carolina, somebody they haven't talked to in a while, whatever." Uh, Matt Hardy. They ended up showing up to the Hardy compound on uh, on on uh, free the free the elite. So that was a big buzzworthy thing. So obviously Matt did not yes, show up tonight on AEW, but speculation continues. And I say as I said earlier, it, I, to me it doesn't make sense for him to be at the Dark Order. He's a baby face. He's going to be baby. Dark Order is not baby face. So I don't think that he necessarily has to be the exalted one, which is great by them. Some swerves here. Who's going to be the leader? Who's going to be with Jake? Who's going to be whatever? This is great. Yeah, this was a good way to get people to watch the show tonight, too, by the way, mm -hmm. um, I thought. Yes. Because I was like, oh, shit, Matt Hardy might, can't, might, might debut. But I watched what? it. I thought it was awesome. And that goes back to that's the danger. They're setting the expectations so high that, you know, and the fans fans do this to themselves yeah. anyhow. I mean, look at how everyone expected CM Punk to right. show up. Uh, but for them to stoke the yeah. fire so much, you know. It's true. Anyhow, uh, that's it for tonight. We'll be back here Friday to talk about SmackDown. Now, this Friday is Michael Wiseman's yeah. last time covering SmackDown on a regular basis with me and Matt Morgan. Mm, Michael, Michael. Who will the next third be? Who knows? So mean. I'll be with you Sunday so for Elimination I, Chamber. Oh, that's right. And Sunday we have Elimination Chamber. I had forgotten Elimination Chamber was happening on Sunday. Raj called me. Mind. So is everybody else. Raj called me. He had Ryback feeding him strawberries dipped in whipped cream. And he called me. And he said, oh. Justin, hang on. He goes, Justin, hang on. Swallowing the strawberry. And then he goes, Justin, I need you to do the elimination chamber with Glenn and Matt. <laughs> and I said, only if you take a picture of what's going on right now. And there he was. He and Ryback in a sauna. <laughs> White yes. towels, matching flip flops yes. in a sauna. Yes. Hotel. <laughs> Hotel magic yes. <laughs> and I said, here's what I want paid, and I'll do it. He met my demands. <laughs> I'll be with you Good job, Justin. Sunday night. <sighs> it's a Friday, well folks. Well done, Justin Lamar. <laughs> well yes. done. 
And be sure to check out the Winkly, uh, or the Wink Daily now. The Wink Daily replacing the Winkly. You guys are doing this every day, legitimately every day? Every single day. I'm on. I was on today. I'm on tomorrow. Today was where my interview with Connor from The Ascension. So uh, Connor, who was with The Ascension for nine years under contract at WWE, uh, they got let go uh, back in the – yeah. That's him. That's impressive, by the way. Not everybody. Got, I didn't do that. Not, not lots of people get to do that. Nine years consecutively, but then he also had a couple of years prior to that. So we talk about Deep South Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, yeah. the NXT Competition Show, NXT at Full Sail. We talk about him not having a working relationship yeah. with Vince. We talk about his interactions with Vince. We talk about the Road Warrior comparisons. We talk about it. He gives a little <laughs> tease. I ask him, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, where are you going? He gives a little tease. <clears throat> It's really worth checking out. So if you uh, want to check that out, it's hey, on Wrestling do, So I go to Wrestling and do I hear it or do I read it? You can well, you can read a little recap right now. But if you if you actually go to the Wrestling Inc. Daily uh, podcast channel, you can hear it. It's about a forty five minute interview. I'm gonna so, check it out. I'm yeah, gonna it, check it out. It, it, I mean, it, it, literally, it, great. We th- it was not an interview in the sense of it was question answer question answer. We just laughed, kind of like how we do, and it just had conversation. It was so welcoming. It was awesome. Cool. Good. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in tonight. God, the numbers lately. The live chat. I got to put you over for a second. Our live Thank chat you. room is incredible, and the people that Thank watch you. this show live just blows me away every time we do it. Right? Thank you so much for uh, – seriously, it is nuts. And I describe it to people when I talk about this podcast. I say it's the craziest thing – we watch wrestling and then hundreds or thousands of people some nights show up to watch us live talk right. about what we all just watched. Can I just put this in perspective? I was at our farmer's market in Longwood doing my mayoral thing, right? Shaking hands to out-of-towners and, you know, introducing myself. Kissing baby. And I'm not joking. Kid came up to me, not kid, a guy younger than me with his uh, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Uh, I was like, hey, can I get a picture with you, uh, Mayor Morgan? I'm like, sure. And as I'm taking the photo, he's like, yeah, huge fan of the wrestling podcast. You guys are the best. And I was like, you listen to the podcast? He's like, yeah, I, I keep getting that so yeah. often right now. I'm not exaggerating that. You'd think it would be, you know what, man? I remember we used to wrestle, I used to watch Big Man of Impact, something like that. Or, hey, like what you're doing for our city. Good job. Keep it up. No wrestling podcast. He love it. It's, I was so impressed by that. We're getting out there, man. More and more fans are coming along, and we appreciate all the loyal ones that have stuck with us from day one and continue to do it. Thank you, guys. Matt, no lie, and that's awesome, no lie. The other day, I was pumping gas here in Pittsburgh. I'm pumping gas, and there's a dude on the pump across from me, and I feel him keep looking at me, and I feel him keep looking at me, and I was like, what is happening? And I look over, and I finally make the eye contact with him. He goes, dude, I love the pot committed you guys do on the podcast. <laughs> And I was like, "Isn't that well, awesome?" Yeah, I mean, he you know he's a huge fan of yours, and like he said, he had a pot committed reference. He, so cool. He starts talking to me as I'm cleaning up. He he loves it when you say that I'm babbling too much and you try to hurry me along because I'm talking too. Like he he was aficionado of this mm. podcast, so he was all into it. That's so cool. That's the biggest compliment. It really is, guys. So thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in and consistently continuing to do so. You guys are the shit. Thank you. Absolutely. On that note, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labarra. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.